good. I've landed on one of mine. It's my turn. Two. Two. Rats. Oh, you're on Illinois. me. You landed on me. You're on <laughs> Illinois. Okay, uh, is that uh, Illinois? That's um, one house, $100. Okay. I can do that. Yeah. Now, you got doubles. You get to go again. Oh, no. Nine. A community Ooh. check. Oh, darn it. Ooh. Take a ride on the rail on the reading. If you pass go, collect 200. And I own the reading, and it is. Mm -hmm. right, it's right, there. right there. If you pass okay. go, I get 200. You get 200. Okay. It's my, where's the dice? Here, it's my turn. <laughs> Give me the dice. Sure. Okay. 11. Ooh, 11. Whoa. So this goes right to there. Vermont. Nobody owns Vermont. All right. You can buy I'm it. I'm not going to buy that. Okay, let's stop the game. Who do you think's got the most money? You want your 200 pasco? Yeah, I take my 200. Thank you. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I think. I think. I think Samantha's got the most. Yeah. Probably. Okay. So she's the Monopoly champion tonight. All right. Thank you for watching. We're going to talk about abundance tonight. Um, owning a lot of stuff. And so I just wanted to start with this Monopoly game. Maybe you have played Monopoly yourself, or maybe you played the Game of Life. Or maybe there's uh, another game that you have played where there was a lot of competition and uh, you wanted uh, to win. You wanted to be the one that ended up with the most goods. In uh, the Gospel of John, chapter 10, verse 10, we read these words. I have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. So when you're playing Monopoly... No, it's a family game, but competition can rise. It can be a, a competitive time to who's going to manage the board, who's going to own the board, who's going to have the abundance of property, who's going to end up with the most money. And so there's a competition that goes on. And to succeed, you want to run the other players out of business. You want to clean them out because you want to own the board. You want the most hotels, you want the most motels, you want the most houses. So you work hard for your acquisitions. And you try to maintain a good cash flow. And when you play well, you can be the Monopoly champion. The good life. But it's interesting. When we're finished playing, it all just goes back in the box. And we just move on. So what did Jesus mean when he said it is easier for a rich man to go to heaven through uh, it is easier for a rich man to go through the eye of a needle than to get into heaven? Or why did Jesus tell the rich young ruler to go and sell all of his possessions and then come follow me? It had to do with the person's overall objectives and goals in life. 1 Timothy 6.10 reads, For the love of money is the root of all evil. So money is not evil. It's just our desire to acquire more and to have more and continue to building and that our goal ends up being greed and selfishness and wanting more, wanting to be the manager of the world.
We're the manager of our community to own the whole thing. Money is not evil unless what you want, you seek wealth, fame, or fortune. Some money is needed. We need money, so it's not a bad thing. Just don't become self-absorbed with what you want and have such a passion for it, you forget what God is asking of you. Webster defines abundance as a very large quantity of something. The state of having a copious of something, plentifulness, prosperity. What is an abundant life? What is meant by the expression, I'm living the good life. I have it all. In John's scripture text that I read at the beginning, in John 10.10, Jesus says, I came. Jesus came that they, you and I, might have life and have it abundantly. We should have an eternal drive to do better and to be more. Jesus said, if you remember, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Come and share your master's happiness. When you do well for God, when you are following Jesus, and when you are, sh you are sharing then in his happiness of joy and peace, of satisfaction, and the abundant life that he has given you is to be shared. It isn't just to be kept. You don't need more. You just want to be more. To be more for God, to be more for your family, to be more for others. And it may not have anything to do with the abundance of goods. It might just have to be doing with the abundance of love and grace and mercy that you have to share. You know, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. So Jesus offers you a life. He offers all of us a life that the world can't give you. Jesus offers a satisfaction that can't be found in what you own or what you work. We live in a culture that sells happiness and advertises the good life to those who think they deserve it or those who can't afford it. Culture defines life as a time and place to get the best of everything. I want to control the monopoly board. I want it all. I'm going to compete and get it all. But the life Jesus offers is not a competitive game. It is not to see who can acquire the most or have the best or the biggest. It's more about sharing what you have with others. It's about sharing the love of Christ and helping one another. Really helping others. Who was the last person that you really helped? Who was the last person you shared your life with? Who was the last person you gave some time to just to help them because they needed it? 
as Christ, a Christian's perspective about life is very different than that of our culture. As a follower of Christ, we see abundant life as peace, satisfaction, joy, happiness, and serving faithfully, helping one another. God wants you to possess an, an abundant life, but it also includes that word spiritual. He wants us to have more of Him than we have of the world. So use your internal drive to see how you can help others and to make the world a better place. Now it does take money again to survive and to live. But we also need to sacrifice our time and our talents to build other people up. Make God your center. Bring your challenges, your frustrations, your disappointments, your hardships, your worries, and place them in God's hands. Allow the presence of the Holy Spirit to fill your soul abundantly. Follow God's directives. And then at the end of the day, you can just box up all your worries and all your cares and all your frustration of that day and put them in the hands of Christ. And sometimes for me, that's sharing it with someone else. Oh, I'm so frustrated of this COVID-19. I just wish it would go away. Or I'm so frustrated our cows aren't doing what I want. Or I'm so frustrated. You know, the doctor called and I've got an illness. So sometimes our frustration needs to be placed in the hands of Christ, but also time to share with someone else. Or it's a time to listen to what someone else has to share with us, their frustrations, their struggles, and to help them. So abundance. It's not about more acquisitions but having more of the resurrected one in your heart. In the Old Testament, you know, Job, he saw some very difficult days in his life. He had an abundance of a lot of things. A farm, livestock, a house, children, friends. He had an abundance, but it was all taken from him. But yet he was still able to say, in about the middle to the end of his book, chapter 22, he says, Come to terms with God and be at peace. In this way, good will come to you. So when you're at peace in your heart, there is a goodness that comes, even in the most difficult times of life. Let us pray. Jesus, we need you every day. We need your wisdom. We need your guidance. We need your strength. And I just ask that you pour it out upon Archdale friends, its members, its family, and that you help each and every one to grow, to see beyond themselves how they can help one another and how we can strengthen not only the church, 
but our community. Thank you for always being with us. Help us just to listen to you and to one another. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.